2024. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the hottest and most favorite sports podcast to listen to. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald podcast. Double D. Barbershop Sports, baby. We're coming at you straight off script, people. Giving you that brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Let's go ahead and pull up a chair and chop it up. Oh, my goodness, D, my man. We got such a great show for him lined up today. You know what I'm talking about? Check this out. Should we look for the Eagles to have a short flight into the playoffs? Is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs finally back on track? Man, my man Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, they had fish for dinner. And Justin is still throwing the ball all over the field for Chicago. Let's chop this thing up. Did you ready, baby? Let's get into it. All right, so check this out. We already know that the uh, Browns made it into the playoffs by beating the Jets uh, 37-20. to But I want to talk to you about this. Should the NFL commissioner overturn that two-point conversion between Detroit and Dallas? Um... Overturn, I don't think you can. It's part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. It comes with it. It's, it's the ugly part of the game, but it is part of the game. Um, the refs, they, they did take action and demote those refs. Mm-hmm. They won't be refing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big move because that's not the first time that they did something that basically decided the game. I can't exactly remember the game from prior, I mean, from earlier this season, but they was talking about it. During the um during that call that these that these guys have done this before, so taking them off of the biggest stage of them all, you know, when it matters, when it really counts. Now that game does affect some things as far as playoff seeding and things like that. It's just ugly to have that happen, especially when coaches, players, you know, the people on the field did everything they could. They did everything they're supposed to do. Right, right. Like I say, you know, whenever you think about um uh, any kind of game, it don't matter what sport exactly you playing, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, it don't matter. But when it comes to what those in referees, you don't the best games ever played is the ones where you don't know who the referees are. Well, you forget they do. Exactly. That's how I feel about it, too, man. Exactly. Listen, but check this out. So there's a couple more things that's happening. We're going to chop up about what's going to happen as far as how these playoffs looking, uh, what the, the, the implications that's going on between these games is, is about to uh, take place. But how do you feel about uh, the way C.J. Stroud looked, man, on that comeback uh, from his uh, injury against the Titans 26-3? I pretty much called it. It was going to be that comeback. Remind these guys of who I am and where this team is. Mm-hmm. They're a lot better when he's on the field. And it's, it's just that knowing we got our guy. Knowing we got our guy on the field, everybody's ready to go. That defense plays with a little extra pep when they step. The receivers, they're, they're getting out of their routes quicker. They're doing things because they know the ball's going to get there. Um, and they're still, I think they're still technically in it for a playoff spot this week. The winner of that Colts-Texas game, I think, is in. So coming, he came back right in time. Picked up right where he left off, and they're heading into this final week of the season with a lot on the line. Exactly. Now, listen, he did get, I know at least one of his uh, receivers back, was it Nick Collins? I think it's Nico Collins. Okay, all right, okay, cool. So that's going to help him out and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, now, when you think about this whole situation, this the, the, the Ravens molly whopped Miami, man. Molly whopped. Now, what happened in that? Well, it's, it's the things I, I told you. Miami wants to run up the score. Waivers have a defense that's not really going to allow you to do You have to play your perfect game. You have to play a perfect game against this defense. They're not going to give you a lot of opportunities to run it up. And I also say that they have an offense that can also match you. Everything just clicked for the Ravens at that point. They have Lamar back. They're the best team. In, you know, they have the best record in the NFL. They're trying to bring this thing home, get that first round by, do everything. And I think it's that they want to get Lamar that MVP as well. They want to get him. They want to get him that. So you know, when you have a guy, I'm pretty sure in that locker room, everybody loves Lamar. Everybody loves Lamar. Odell came into the locker room um, after that win, said, "This is the best team I've ever played on." That says a lot. He was on a Super Bowl winning team with a triple crown winner, Matthew. Ste- like he was with Aaron Donald. He was on a Super Bowl winning team with some of the greats. Exactly. Some of the best in the game right now. For him to say this is the best team he's ever played on. I think that says a lot. Even that Cleveland Browns team name-wise was stacked. For us to say this is the – and it's a bunch of – I'm not going to say – but it's not – once you get past Lamar, who's the who's the other superstar on this team? 
that you think that when you think of superstars in the league, you don't. It's not a lot of Ravens on that list. I, Lamar, maybe Marlon Humphrey. That's it. Right. The rest of these guys are guys who the Ravens gave an opportunity to. Zay Flowers. A lot of people was knocking him because of his size and saying he wasn't a first round. Look at him. He looks arguably like the best receiver out of this rookie class. Burning it up. You get Odell off of that injury. Taking the top off. Doing, he's coming back. He looks rejuvenated. He still has that step in it. He still has that spark to his game. Mark Andrews, he went down. Isaiah Likely steps up, and he's having a great end of the year. Keaton Mitchell goes down. Gus Edwards steps up. Like you give, even the Keaton Mitchell guy, he's not a big name, but they all just click. They make it work. They Roquan Smith, they gave up on him in Chicago. Gets here, he said he got he said the trade deadline was already passed when he got traded. <laughs> you know, Cal Hamilton. People slept on him when he came out of the draft. Like they're doing they did everything right. Set up this team the way they wanted to set them up, let them build. Understood without Lamar, we're not really gonna go anywhere. So let's just keep building this rock. You, you see a lot of people, oh, our quarterbacks hurt, our quarterbacks hurt, our quarterbacks hurt. Let me go on a draft and get a quarterback. No, they took all of those assets, all of that money, and put it elsewhere around the team. So when he did come back, it's not that, oh, who is he throwing the ball to now? Exactly. It was crazy because it almost didn't happen, man. Because, you know, at the beginning, it was a little shaky on whether or not they was going to sign or how, which direction they was going to go. But it's finally coming to fruition. It's finally coming to a part, to a point where they say, man, we glad we didn't let this man walk away. Yeah, he's having that, – that last game showed this is the best version of Lamar we, we're seeing by far. It's not even close. The 18 for 21, 300 yards, five touchdowns. And this is a man who coming out, y'all said was a running back. <laughs> he said, I ain't no running back. I'm a quarterback. I throw the ball. Maybe I can use best, my leg. Maybe the best in the league. <laughs> he might be the best in the league. And right. I thought it was just, he's so dynamic. Mm-hmm. And now that all of the can he throw the ball questions are out the window. Who can do what Lamar Jackson can do? Right, exactly. Listen, so with that being said, okay, you know, with this little week right here coming up, the Ravens is taking on these Steelers. What's the implications of this game, man? Because I want to ask you this one question right here before we even chop this up. Should Lamar Jackson play in this game? Um, So it looks like they, they wrapped up number one seed already. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him because he does have a history of getting hurt. And it's just, why not have him 100%? Give him that little extra week of rest. Cool, y'all might drop a game. It's not going to get y'all out of that first seed. Why not rest him? Rest anybody who's a key factor to you guys winning. Okay, let me flip this coin on you, though. And I want you to uh, uh, tell me how you feel about this. If that's the case and everything, with a first, week, first uh, round by, you're looking at about two weeks without your starters playing a meaningful game of football. Do, what do you think about the chemistry and the continuity of that, man? Because, you know, sometimes I've seen it happen before. It takes almost a half for your receivers and your quarterback and your running back to get on the same page. It's not always. It's yeah, not but, always. But sometimes they can't get that engine warmed up quick. Enough. I think what benefits them is nobody really missed time this year. Nobody missed time this year, really. Mm-hmm. Their that chemistry is already locked in. Gotcha. It's already gonna be there. And I think you know I'm not gonna say take it off, take it easy in practice because you are getting that rest doing you know on game days. Still practice heavy, practice how you play, it, um, intensity because you're heading into the most vital part of the season. Go in there and practice, knock it out, you know, do things. Keep that chemistry, you know, running route trees, all the timing route things. Make sure all those things still look crisp. Play hard, practice harder. But I think the best thing for you to do is rest him. Okay, that'll work. Now, how about this with the Steelers, though? Is it win you in? Um, I think they got a lot that has to happen. Mm-hmm. I think they can get in even with a loss. Mm-hmm. But it takes, like, a lot of people ahead of them to lose as well. I got you. So who you got winning this game, man, between these Ravens and these Steelers? And because when you look at it, you know, Mason Rudolph, okay, apparently, you know, Mike Tomlin sees something in him. All right? Not saying that this is the quarterback of the future, but right now he got him winning. So how you think this thing is going to pan out in the end? Who you got? Um, if everybody plays for the Ravens, of course I got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I got the Ravens either way it goes. Just that offense for Pittsburgh has been too spotty at times. Um, they show up one game, next game is right back to the regular scheduled program. So you don't really know what you're gonna get from them. I'm pretty confident in knowing what I'll get from a Ravens team. 
Okay. So even if Lamar doesn't, I think they'll be able to squeak one out of it. Um, I'll go 24-17 Ravens. All right. Well, that's cool. Now, you know, it's a couple more games and everything with a lot more implications, and we're going to continue to chop it up and make it do exactly what it do because you got them Texans, right, and then you got them Colts. Now, 9-7, the Texans can make it. They can make it in there. They can squeeze in there too, squeak in, you know, depending on how they do. With that wonderful uh, 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 display from last week against those Titans and everything, basically molly whopping them. All right, who you got with the Texas and the Colts? Um, I just, I just think with C.J. Stroud in action, this Texans team plays a lot better. Um, the Colts have kind of run into a rough spot at the end of the year, and I just think. The Texans will be, you know, energized and they'll have that extra pep in their step, knowing they got their guy back, knowing that they can get into the playoffs with their first year head coach. D'Amico Ryan is going to have them boys ready to go. Um, so I got the Texans walking out of this one with a 17 to 10 victory. Something close. I don't think it'll be a high scoring. Cause I think both teams will come out and, and put up a valiant effort. That makes sense. And, and like I say, I'm so glad that C.J. Stroud is back because that's going to be, like, so fun to watch, man. Because, like you said, he was out for a little while. He came back. He made a statement. And now he can make an even bigger statement, especially if he make it on the inside, right? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a great thing to look at. Now, now, as far as uh, I'm not sure whether or not Trevor Lawrence is going to be uh, coming back and playing this, this last game right here uh, before uh, for the regular season as far as that goes. But you got those Jaguars against those Titans. Uh, how important is it? Uh, is this a must win? And how important you think it is for the Jaguars? Jaguars to take this game. Um, it's a must win as far as you can lock up your division. Right. It's a three three headed tie up top for that division spot. As far as that goes, it's a must win. Um, I don't think a loss here drops them out necessarily, but it's not something you want to play with. It's not a chance you want to take. It's not. If you can, you're in control of your own destiny. You, you want to finish it out strong. You don't want to leave it up to chance. You don't want to put it in somebody else. You don't want the ball in somebody else's court. Uh, so you go out there and you try to win. And you are going up against a team that's lesser. A team that you're, you're arguably two, three years ahead of. Um, now, it's, and even without Trevor Lawrence, we've seen C.J. Beathard against my Panthers. He's a, he, Doug Peterson did a great job of... Letting him, letting the game come to him, not putting too much on his plate, not you know, not doing, not too much of trying to make, send him out there to win the game. More of I'm gonna call the right plays for the right players. You can get the ball into their hands. We have a great chance of winning this game. We didn't do anything to stop him from winning the game anyway. But he he performed well enough to where I would feel confident whether I didn't have Trevor or not. Um, I do think the Jags walk out of here with a win just because of where these two teams are. And I do like this Jags defense a lot. Yeah, and I think that uh, when you uh, think about C.J. Bethart, it's it's, um, it's it's a situation where it's okay to be a game manager, man. I mean, a lot of people put a, a, a negative connotations on that. A lot of people uh, don't even want to use that word. It's okay. You know what I mean? If it's a situation where your quarterback doesn't have to win the game for you, but he helps you not to lose it, hey, you're exactly really where you need to be. That's, I mean, I don't see why you don't want a game manager on your roster. Right, right. Okay, what's a, a drop a score for me on that one. Um, Give me Jaguars 21, Titans 13. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. Now, <laughs> this game right here, man, I, I mean, I just kind of have to like kind of think about it a little bit, right? Because I'm not 100% sure because it's been so many things that's been going on. Now, you got these Lions. Of course, it looks to me like for certain that they have locked up the NFC North. We, we, we get that part. But it's so many more questions past that. First of all, you see on the Vikings side of the ball and everything, as far as that team, they buried Josh Dobbs. They just buried him, man. Yeah. I think it's a little disrespectful, uh, the fact of he kept him afloat for so long. He came in, and he did pretty much what he had to do. Now, I mean, it's like, what are we doing? And then you had that um, the, the last showing on the on the backup. Hey, he took and Listen, they had, he, it, it wasn't working at all. All right, then you have, you have Justin Jefferson, uh, Jefferson is down there trying to take and, uh, you know, make do his thing. But how do you feel about this Lions and Vikings how you feel about that? Um, I think the Vikings did it to themselves. Just because everything was going right for you guys at the beginning of the season. Even when Kirk Cousins goes down, you bring in a Josh Dobbs. You guys didn't really lose a step. 
you guys drop a couple games in a row and and press the alarm and and sounded the alarms and it was all it just everything broke loose. You know, it was just a free fall. It seems like in that front office of what are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do now? When they honestly, you guys were fine. You guys were fine. Um, you you put in you keep switching out quarterbacks, switching out quarterbacks. It's hard for your team to gain that continuity going into games. It's hard for them to believe. I, for me, I would think it's hard for them to have a level of confidence that you need to win an NFL game. Not knowing who your quarterback is going to be week in, week out. Not knowing what he's going to do week in, week out. It's, it's It waves on your mind. It waves on your mental throughout the whole week. It's something you're thinking about the whole week. You might be running routes. Game passes from Josh Dobbs one day, the game come. Jaron Hall is in the game, so it's like, what are we doing? Right, yeah, yeah. So when 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 you think when you think about that situation, hold on. Okay, so when you think about this game, and you think about the Minnesota Vikings and everything. We know Kirk Cousins went down. That's fine. Injuries they happen all the time. I man, I I do feel that the panic button was was took and pressed multiple times. <laughs> all right, uh, multiple times. Do you feel like it, it's, it's it was a season loss for the Minnesota Vikings? And the reason why I ask you that question is because when you took and you bring in Josh Dobbs and everything, he done everything he could at that at that present moment in time. But then the coach, I feel, took away the continuity of, of the team, like what you. Just explain. So, how do you feel? Um, that's uh, this game. I just think the Vikings are just outmatched, especially because of the way y'all went about the season. Just the way you guys went about the season. Um, I'm pretty sure Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall is gonna start again. Um, they haven't shown me enough to be confident in them producing a win. The Lions are the best team in this division. They're looking to finish strong. Um, it, it's just not. It doesn't bone well the situation. When you when you factor in everything, it just doesn't bone well for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um I got the Lions walking out of here twenty eight fourteen. Okay. Now do you feel that it's gonna take and be a, a bounce back situation because they with that last play at the end of that Dallas game and what happened to Detroit, you know, last week or whatever the situation was you know, do you, do you feel like do you feel that's going to linger? They're going to have a little bit of a hangover from that, or are they just going to come in and just handle their business and go ahead and get to where they need to I be? I think they come in and handle their business. Um, you do. I do like the head coach Dan Campbell. Right. I like the way he carries himself and the way he he demands excellence from the team. I'm not even excellence; just he demands a certain level of effort and things like like you. He he holds them to a high level. He holds them high. He thinks of them highly. He thinks of himself highly. And he knows what these guys are capable of. You know, it's, it's a hard thing when... Because I'm not... Scratch all that. I hope not just because of this. That 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 last play didn't decide that game for y'all. Jared Goff, two interceptions early on, put y'all in, in, a, in a tough position. So let's, let's... That didn't win or lose you that game. It's ugly. But you shouldn't have been in that situation anyway. Right. And then, on top of that, your coach made a decision to go for that win. He had multiple times to say, let's just kick this field goal, go to overtime. Cool. After they called that first penalty, kick the field goal, go to overtime. Cool. Instead, you kept, dope, dope, dope. <laughs> stuck his chest out. You know, he stuck his chest out and said, nah. <laughs> right. I'm the big dog in the house. Mm-hmm. So they kept going for it. So I hope that's one of those decisions you live with regardless. Because mm-hmm. even if, you know, it, it's not, you live with that regardless. On to the next week. I just think that's the type of attitude he's going to have with these guys. He's going to take all the blame for it. He's that type of coach. He's going to take the blame for it. He's going to own up to it. And I think he's going to just have these guys ready to go and make up for that next week. Oh, cool. Okay. That works for me, man. And I can understand that as well. So we're definitely going to see how that pans out. Now, this next game that we're looking at, uh, the, the, the New Orleans Saints denied the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, last year. I mean, not last year, but last week from finishing the deal. Okay, they're taking uh, Saints twenty three, Bucks thirteen. So they wasn't able to seal it up at that point in time. Now you got another division game and everything. You got the Saints sitting here looking at the Falcons. What do you think gonna be the outcome of this? Because now it just seems like they're trying to, you know, say, hey, we still here for at least a moment. Yeah. Um. It's, it it comes down to this last week between these two teams. Um. Now the Saints are hoping for a, a Panthers upset. The Bucks just gotta finish. They just gotta finish. They just gotta finish the deal. 
Um, now this game, like I, you know, how I feel about the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons in that coach. I just don't trust him as far as play calling and get putting your guys in the right position. The Saints last week showed that they still have a level of fight in them. They still have a level of fight in them. They haven't given up. And the fact that they're still in position to not only win the division, you know, not only make the playoffs, but actually win this division, I think they're going to be ready to go. You got a Derek Carr out there who's, he's a vet. He's been here before. He's, he's been in tough situations. Having him back, I think, puts them in a better position. And like I said, I just don't trust that that offensive schemes out there in Atlanta. Um, I got the Saints walking out of here 17 to 10. All right, that's cool. Now, when you look at this next game, what you just kind of mentioned and everything, you'd have these Carolina Panthers against the Bucks. All right, the Bucks need this one. They got to have it. But I think that uh, even with the uh, the Carolina Panthers record, I still think that they have a lot to prove. They have a lot to show. And, hey, listen, you know, they're trying to finish this thing up on a high note. So when they think about this thing on off seasons, they, they got good memories on something to build upon. Um, how can the Carolina Panthers play spoiler right here, man, and just, just you know, ruin the Tampa Bay Buccaneers day? Um, Not do what they did last week. Mm-hmm. Do everything but that. Um, get back to what y'all did against the Packers. Get back to that. That offense was rolling, especially in that last fourth, that fourth quarter. Your offense was moving the ball well. Y'all was making great plays. Bryce was looking comfortable. He was throwing some absolute dots out there. Get back to that. I think last week against the Jags, we took a step back offensively, trying to go back to the conservative type of play calls. Um, and I don't think. First, I don't. What do we have to lose? Right, exactly. What do we have to lose by going out there and letting him gun it down the field fifty times? What do we have to lose? Um, we, we're not winning nothing. We're not playing for nothing. Right now, we're playing for pride. We're playing, and like you said, in strong, and see what we can build on next year. Um, and it's just, I don't see how you put up thirty against the Packers and then come out and drop zero against it. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it, and for that reason alone, I just don't see. I don't know what offenses show up. Or I don't know what offensive coordinators show up because we got the same. You know, we got the same. I don't know who's going to be calling plays, and I don't know what they're going to decide to do. It, it, last week looked a lot of like the Frank Reich offense from the beginning of the season, and we know how that looks. Ugly. So bad. If, if we if we play like that, this game isn't going to be close. <laughs> if we go back to those type of play calls, this game will not be close. I think if we. Stand that manageable down range and just let him throw the ball. Move him around. Move that pocket. Let him throw the ball. I think we do put ourselves in a great chance because the two wins we got, he got us those wins. Late game winning drives, he let us down the field, got us those wins. Against the Packers, he kept us in that game. He kept us in the game. Stop thinking he can't lead this team. I think that's what it is. I don't think y'all guys believe in him enough. Because he's shown he can lead this team. And it's the ugliest situation possible. So for him to still have that man, he went to the last week, he was so mad at himself. He didn't say anything to nobody. He was mad at himself. That's a leader. That's a guy you want as your quarterback. He's going to take all the blame and none of the praise. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. The last game of the season, you don't have nothing to lose. Give him a chance. Now, with that being said, we definitely lose this game. <laughs> Keeping it real, 100%. We definitely lose this game. Uh-huh. Um, the Bucks have been the best team in the division so far. Baker Mayfield's playing the best football he's played since that Cleveland run he had his rookie year. I've said that the last episode. Mike Evans, I don't see who's going to guard him on our defense. We give up too many big plays as it is anyway. Um, it seemed like last week, though, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield turned into a pumpkin because he, they, the, the offense was only able to put up 13 points against the Saints. That Saints def- we know how that Saints defense is, though. It's all front seven, apply pressure, get up in your face, and they can disrupt almost anybody. Yeah, but the, in, in the Carolina Panthers, their defense is not that shabby. Now, oh, yeah. I, they have had their struggles and everything, but they can stand up and, and, and you know, know and show you who, what they made of. And Derek Brown is, is probably the number one defensive tackle in the league this year. Right. He's having one of those seasons. Um, I still like our defense. Mm-hmm. We're hurt. We're banged up. But 
Our defense isn't my problem. Even last week when we gave up the 26-0, it was the defense was not my problem. Yeah, you can't put up any points on it offense. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It don't you matter have nothing they, to defend. It don't matter what they went out there and did. <laughs> but they still was out there fighting. They was making a lot of big plays. Brian Burns had I, I had a Brian Burns sighting last week. Mm-hmm. Eric Brown did his thing. Um, you know, it's it's those type things that do give you some kind of hope in the future. Cause this this defense healthy, I can only imagine what it looks like. Especially if we keep Everett next year. I can only imagine what this defense looks like healthy. With their leader in Shaq Thompson back. J.C. Horn for a full year. Frankie Louvre, who only is trending up. Derrick Brown. You know, Brian Burns, who missed a couple of games in this. Like, when we're full, Shaq Thompson was going off. A whole safety room was hurt this year. When we get all these guys back and healthy, our defense, still this year, we was, what? Third, top five in yards giving up. Defense is not the problem. Yeah, I got you. Well, check this out. So, you know, with that last game and everything, uh, the kicker, whatever, he strained or sprained or whatever he took and he did. So, do you, do you think it's a situation where they're going to be able to put any points on the board at all? Because apparently uh, it was four down territory the whole entire game. Yeah, you, ain't, you can't kick it. You can't kick. Either you're punting or you're going for it on fourth. That's it. Um, and I think that did hurt us a lot. Because it was a lot of times where we could have kicked the field goal. You don't have a field goal kicker, you can't kick a field goal. And that, that whole situation, he was sore. Everybody, <laughs> it's week 17 of the NFL. Right. Everybody is sore. Right. All you got to do is go out there and kick a ball, man. <laughs> Give us a chance. You got Crew J Hill out here kicking off on, like, the team is a mess. The whole team is a mess. They need to figure it out. I do like Chris Tabor. I do like Eddie, I mean, Evero. I actually did like Thomas Brown. I know he's gone. Um, Tabor probably be back. Hopefully we keep Evero. Hopefully nobody comes and snags him up for a head coaching job. Y'all know they love defensive coordinators. Um, and we just got to find a guy, first find a guy who, who believes in Bryce. Mm-hmm. Who who sees Bryce and thinks he can work with Bryce? I think that's the first question that mm-hmm. you ask as soon as you sit down. Hey, how you doing? So what you think you can do with Bryce Young? Right. That's that's the only thing you guys are doing. Other than that, you guys lose this game twenty four. I can't even say six because we might not have a field goal. <laughs> I got you. That's cool. I'm gonna say twenty four seven. I don't think we get shut out again. Yeah, we don't need we don't need back to back bagels for no reason at we all. We haven't been shut out as a franchise since two thousand and two. Right, that yeah. was the second longest. You know, Panthers ain't got much to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Now we ain't got nothing. <laughs> well, hopefully they make a statement, man, and pop somebody in the mouth. <laughs> Listen, now you taking you do have the Browns and the Bengals and everything. You know the Browns they locked them a, a playoff spot. They locked it up real nicely and everything. Uh, I guess uh, with uh, Joe Flacco, that's who I want to talk about. We, you know, in a, in a previous uh, episode, we talked about how he was showing Joe Cool and everything else. You want to describe him as uh, he was really uh, making things happen. And then that defense for the Browns is playing. Out of control. Uh, now, you do got the Bengals. You got Jake Brown. And I think Jake Brown, he has something to prove, too, man, because he laid an egg, too, the other week. Yeah. You know, he didn't do too good at all. So, um, how you feel uh, this Browns-Bengals game is going to take and work itself out? No, no, nothing against um, nothing against Jake Brown. He's just not going to be ready for this defense. I don't know who is. I don't know a lot of quarterbacks who are ready for this defense. And they understand. they understand the mission. Keep Joe Flacco in a position to finish the game. Not win the game. Finish the game. Keep us ahead. Like, give him a chance to keep us ahead. Our defense is our staple. It's where we hang our hat on when we walk in the door. Y'all guys need to understand that and just keep that formula going. Don't go out there and try to put up 40 points. That ain't y'all game. That ain't y'all game. Y'all have a great run game and y'all have a, a, a witty vet quarterback back there. All y'all got to do is limit the points y'all give up, and I think y'all are in, per- y'all are in a fine position. Um, and with that being said, I do think they get after Jake Brown, and I do think they upset him a lot. Um, I think it's a closer game, though. So I'm going to go 17-14 Browns. Okay. Do you sign Joe Flacco to the roster next year? Oh, yeah. Okay. You got to. All right. You got to. Okay. Uh, 
He's going to drop. What 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 do you feel is going to drop down to number two? Because you know, hopefully by that time, Deshaun Watson is going to take. He's going to be fully healthy. He'll be a number one. You got DTR in there. I guess that'll be number three. Yeah. And then drop uh drop Joe Flacco in the yeah, in the, in the, in the slot. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, because like you said, their defense is already set. Yeah, that's, that's that's that ain't no problem. Right now, somebody will probably get a payday. Mm-hmm. You'll probably lose somebody from that. You know, people love snatching up. Oh, we can we can duplicate that over here. Right? No, you can't. <laughs> Y'all ain't got a mouse gear. Right. No, right. You can't. <laughs> but I, you know, somebody's gonna. I think some they lose somebody, but I don't think it'll be enough to disrupt what they've built on that defense. Okay. Excellent. Now, listen, this is you win, you end. What am I talking about? Packers, Bears. Now, you know the long-going history and everything or whatever. The Green Bay Packers have always had the Chicago Bears number. It, they just have, okay? Hard to win against Green Bay. Now, uh, with that showing of uh, them 37 points that uh, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears put up last week against uh, the Atlanta um, Falcons and everything, what do you expect out of this game? Because the thing about it is, uh, the Packers did beat the Vikings uh, the other week, thirty-three to ten, which I was very happy with what I seen on the field. Even more so, even more so, the productivity as far as scoring on the offensive side of the ball. And you know what? Even though we lost for sure, Douglas, and even though Jair Alexander did not play, we still got a pretty decent defense, man. Oh, yeah. We still got a pretty decent defense. But this is your win in type situation. Uh, so, how you see this Packers Bears game? Uh, or working out. Um, I think you guys walk out of here with a dub, and I, I would, I'm gonna just be honest. Justin Fields did something that you don't do. He mentioned y'all's fans. Mm-hmm. Green and yellow, green and that's yellow, place, green and yellow, green and yellow. That's a place you don't want to go into with that fan base lit up. Motivation. You don't want to go into Lambeau Field with them cheese heads riled up. <laughs> no saw. And also, when Jordan loves playing the best foot, the best stretch of football, probably under under Lamar Jackson, this last couple weeks for him has been amazing. Now his whole season has been great, but this, really he's come alive these last couple weeks. He's looked like a top tier quarterback. Um, I just think they'll have that extra motivation on top of knowing that they they can get into the playoffs. Um, now. The the wild card here is Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You guys have to contain him. You guys have to contain him. We've seen his ability to draw out the craziest plays. You guys can't let that happen. You get arms on him, you got to take him down. It's, it's that wrap up, wait for somebody else to come type mentality. And I think you guys are, if you can limit the razzle-dazzle, I'll call it, from Justin Fields, you guys are in a great position. Cause that's that this Chicago Bears team needs a couple of those players a game. Right. If y'all can limit that, you guys are. I already think you guys are in great position to win this game. You limit that, you guys walk out of here no problem. Okay, what you got on the score? Um, I do got y'all guys scoring twenty-seven Bears. 17. All right. Now, let me uh, ask you just a, a couple more questions before we move on to the next game. Now, <clears throat> we already have stated and we already have said that Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears are going to have to have a long conversation. But it don't change one thing. Chicago Bears have the number one pick in the 2024 draft. So, again, let's revisit that for one second. Which way are they going with this number one pick, baby? You you, you, you got you to gotta go receiver. And with that being said, I think you trade back. I think you trade back. Um, you got to be realistic about who you're trading with and how far you go back. Right. And I think your goal is to get, to nab Marvin Harris. Now, if none of the trades make sense, are your trade are the only people who's calling your phone or people who don't want a because right now you want to trade with somebody who wants a quarterback, wants an edge. You don't want nobody who's even thinking about receiving. You know what I'm saying? So that might limit what you can do. But if nobody calls, you take Marvin Harrison number one. With, with all the, the critics, whatever they're going to say, you take Marvin Harrison number one. That gives you a legit wide receiver room with Justin Fields. Then you, I think either way you trade one of those first two picks you got. Now, you guys went and kind of backed that second one up a little bit, but it's still going to have some value to it. So do you so so do you no longer feel uh, that Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons will uh, be a good fit? Oh, I, I still think that's a good fit. Mm-hmm. I still think that's a great fit if if I was the Atlanta Falcons. But when it's all said and done, you feel they're going to keep Fields. I just think the Bears, 
It won't be in their best interest. It, it wouldn't because one chemistry would be off. Mm-hmm. The players are now behind Justin Fields. You're going to have to that you're, whoever you're throwing into that 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 locker room is going to have a lot. He's going to be a I wouldn't even call it up here. It's going to be an up mountain climb for that man to not only gain that team's trust and respect. But also the fans. The fans love Justin Fields out there in Chicago. And especially the what he's put on tape these last couple weeks. It's going to be hard to even explain. Been playing out of his mind, It's going to be hard to even explain. Snow, why. it don't matter. And the logical thing is when you got a guy who's shown he can play at a high level, you use those picks to fill out your roster even more. Give him another year. Cool. If that, if after that, you, it's always going to be quarterbacks coming out in the draft. But what you feel clicked for Justin Fields? Because, I mean, like you said, he was on the chopping block for a very long time. All of a sudden, something clicked. Was it the, the anticipation of him no longer being there? He had something to prove? Something was going through his mind? Or finally, the, what what happened, man? Because at some point in time, the the the, the, the flip was switched. It, it just popped for him. And all of a sudden, he's playing immaculate. Um, I, I really think it's a pride thing. Yeah. I think that pride... You know, pride is a is a heck of a thing, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that kicked in for him. He heard all the chatter, all the, all the. Oh, Caleb Williams to Chicago. Caleb Williams to Chicago. Where they gonna send Justin Fields? Who wants Justin Fields? Justin Fields, like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm still here. <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Y'all just write hood, me off. Like, hood, hood. I, y'all write me off like I'm the. I don't know how to play. Like I, all this time, y'all. Like I got here without knowing how to play the game of football. Let me remind y'all of something real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming out of that that draft class, he was arguably Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they went and did some whole other stuff with that draft class, but it was coming out. It was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Those was the two guys you compared. You know, that was at the top of that quarterback draft board. Um, just. It hasn't been pretty mm-hmm. early in his career. But like you said, something's finally clicked, and you try to build off that momentum. You exactly. Don't, you don't write it off. Yeah, because definitely the game have had to have slowed down, man, because he's out there. He's very decisive, and I think he's playing with Dennis Self again, and he's saying, you know what? It's almost what do I have to lose? I'm going to play my game, and I'm going to show you what I can do with what I got. That makes so much sense. Hey, how about this one right here? Now, you do have a situation where, okay, it's two things. It's a couple things I want to uh, chop up with you on this one. We got the Cowboys and the Commanders. First and foremost, it seems like the Cowboys like to play up, and then the Cowboys like to play down. They can't they can't do nothing on the road. But at home, you know, they are decent. We've already seen that. Home field advantage works every time. But you got these Commanders and everything. But how do you feel? Uh, what, which deck, that, that Prescott, are we going to see this game, man? Because this right here, they supposed to win this game. Oh yeah, you know they love playing below five hundred teams. Right. We get that. We get that deck that looked like an MVP. Mm-hmm. And in that middle part of the season, he, you know, I, I even said he looks like an MVP quarterback. I think he shows that again. He takes advantage of the matchup, and they show they don't they do play down, but it's to a point where it, they play down the teams who are right below. You know. Right below them. Now, if you, they like to squash the bugs. They like to, they like to uh, wipe them off the windshield. Wop. See them go splat. They like, they like that. Uh, <laughs> so I do think they, they, it's gonna be roadkill out there for the commanders. Um, coming off a, of, coming off a game where everybody's saying y'all guys got lucky. Y'all guys were lucky. Mm-hmm. Y'all shouldn't have won that game. They, they have a team who does respond to the criticism. Mm-hmm. Dak, look, he don't he don't talk in the media, but you can tell he hears everything. He hears it all. CD Lamb, we know he likes to talk. He he thinks he's wide receiver number one. Uh, Michael Parsons, he he comments on everybody and anybody who says anything about the Cowboys. So I know they hear all the chatter. They hear it, and this is the perfect example for them to try to shut it up. It's not gonna shut up nothing because you, you're playing the four and eleven Commanders, but they're going to take advantage of. Facing a less opponent this week. I got you. I got you. So before before you give me that score, I, I do want to look at something real close and everything because we like to look at the whole picture when we when we are uh, chopping these games up. <clears throat> First of all, Sam Howell made an, a reappearance. 
uh, in, in Eric B's offense, okay? Now, when I look at it and I look at this research that's been done, the commanders done moved up to number two in the 2024 NFL draft, all right? So you, you're taking – Jacoby Brissett, you know, he kind of got injured during practice – Whatever. Then you put Sam Howell back in. Okay. Then he don't play so good, not that good. But then you got number two pick in the draft. Where they going? I I know on past episodes I said you go you build around Sam Howell for these next couple of years. Having number two pick changes all of that. Change it is all. It's changed. Changes all of that. <laughs> you go get the guy from his alma mater, Drake May. Okay. Okay. That's exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell understands Drake May is better. He understands it, and he would have no problem with it. Oh, my young guy's in now. Let me l- let him shine. I, he would. I'm pretty sure Sam Howell would have no problem with taking the backseat to a Drake May. Now, even if you want to ease Drake May into it, you got a Sam Howell. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, two, one. <laughs> Whatever way you want to go, you go get Drake May, though. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense, man, because I, I was just kind of thinking about that thing. So you think he'd be a, a really good fit for Eric B's um, uh, OC-type uh, situation if he's even a, even the OC next year, man, because, hey, he could, be he could be the head coach, man. So that's going to be very interesting to follow that story, like, all the way but through. But I do think he fits. He's a – like I said, he's a pro-style quarterback. Yeah. Drake is a pro-style, more traditional, mm-hmm. but he can also move. He He's not a stick in the mud. He can move around back there, and I think that fits perfect with Eric B. That makes sense, man. Now, now check this out, because this is a little bit of a situation and everything that I, I really want you to take and uh, let me know about. You got the Broncos at the Raiders. Now, you know how messy this whole situation is, but the Broncos won last week without Russell Wilson. They took and they beat the Chargers 16-9. to All right, so you taking – is it a pride thing now as far as, like, the Broncos and everything feel like they made the right decision by taking demoting uh, Russell Wilson? And then you know that, that it's, it's been close as far as the Raiders, and they've been losing by much. But, you know, we're taking – let's start with the Denver Broncos. And, and what does this mean for them? Oh, they got lucky. Mm-hmm. They, they played the Chargers with Eastern Stick. It's not like they went out there and beat the Chiefs. Y'all beat the Chargers <laughs> without Justin <laughs> Herbert. And y'all only scored sixteen. You get right? It's not like y'all went out there and, and lit it up. Y'all ain't y'all ain't go out there and do nothing spectacular to make y'all feel like this is the right decision. Well, I knew we should have been stuck down, Russell. No, <laughs> it ain't that. It's not it, gonna be able to do it. It's not that. I don't think that's what happened. Coming into this game, y'all gonna lose to the Raiders just because y'all didn't do right by that man Russell Wilson. Y'all don't deserve a five hundred plus record. Y'all going to be 8 and 9 when y'all walk out of there <laughs> this weekend. Because that just don't make no sense. Yeah. And y'all going up against a defense who likes to punch y'all quarterbacks in the mouth. Max, Max Crosby, Crosby is an angry man. Woo. He played that way constantly. He's an angry man. All game against the coach. All he kept saying was, little boy. <laughs> little boy. And I'm just being family friendly. It was, right. it was a little something extra in right. between them. Right. Like, little boy. <laughs> he had Gardner Minshew questioning how big he was. <laughs> he said, dang, I know I look small out here, but not normally. <laughs> And we know, we know Antonio Pierce's whole his whole mo defense and attitude. Yes, they gonna bring that. You mm-hmm. can guarantee that. In this offense, we've seen Aiden O'Connell kind of, kind of figuring it out. You still got great weapons around you. It ain't that hard to figure it out. How about Antonio Pierce, man? As far as on the Raiders side of the ball and everything, as far as like keep, keep keeping him as head coach, I don't you feel that oh, he showed enough? You fire him, you lose that team. Yeah. You 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 let him go, you lose that. Same, it's the same situation as the Steve Wilkes in Carolina last year. You guys have a great opportunity to have somebody in that head coaching spot who not only shows he can get this team to play, mm-hmm. he can get these guys ready to show up. They can go out there and play. He got you. Your whole team is behind this man. They are supporting this man. They came out saying, "I want to play for this man." You don't do what the Carolina Panthers did. And don't take your team's opinion, or you know, you don't take their feelings into account. Don't do that, right? Because then y'all gonna be sitting in the same bucket we is. Mm-hmm. You go out there, and it's it's not that hard, you know. I say this all the time. 
of course, X's and O's is a great thing to have. Tic-tac-toe. It's a great thing to have. You know what I think is even better? What's that? A leader of men. Oh, love it. Yes. A leader of men is mm-hmm. even better. Right. Because we talk about this all the time. X's and O's, right? I think that's more of offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. That's what they're there for. Let them do that. Your job is get these guys motivated and ready to play. Yes. They, who's going to come in and do it better than Antonio Pierce has already shown you he can do it? You're going to take that chance versus somebody who's already proven he can do it with this team. It just wouldn't make sense. Right. I got you. So what? give me a score on that thing. Um, I got the Raiders walking out of here. 24-21. I, I wanted to be a last-second field goal. I want I want the Broncos to feel it. Just sting a I little bit. And just sting. You I know what I mean? Sean Payton's visor go flying. <laughs> Band-aid material. Okay, now listen. Uh, this next game right here is kind of blowing my mind a little bit, man, because we got the Eagles at the Giants. We we know who the Giants are. They are who they are. But my whole situation and, and my whole thought press a thought process right now is on that 31-35 loss last week against the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Now, the, now the Philadelphia Eagles QB one done already questioned the commitment on the defensive side of the ball. Listen, it showed up that game. Oh yeah, that, I was just going to say that. It couldn't have been a true statement, huh? I would have questioned it again. Exactly, because what? That made no sense. That made no sense. Y'all what are we doing? Y'all couldn't stop a nosebleed. Come on. It was terrible. It was terrible. And for your team to go out there and put up 31 and y'all allow a Cardinals, a struggling Cardinals team to go out there and give you 35, it doesn't bone well heading into this playoff stretch. I'm going to just, it doesn't. And I've seen somebody say this. This is a little off topic. Everybody's thinking Eagles, Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the teams in the NFC. Those are the 49ers. I think one of the scariest teams in that division, in that conference, is that Rams team. With all these guys back healthy, we've seen they can put up points on you guys. Right. And don't forget who's on that defensive line. Probably the greatest defensive tackle to ever play the game. Everybody else just needs to play their position. Mm-hmm. They know, and then they've been there. They've been there. So, you guys are telling me you can – Kyler Murray – Led Cardinals can put up 35 against you. He's throwing the Marquise Hollywood Brown and, and James Carter in the backfield. Y'all don't think these Rams could do that to you? Y'all don't y'all seen what the 49ers did to you? Y'all we know what the Cowboys can do on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. It, it comes to a point where that defense is it's not only a question mark, it's a big liability. Yeah, so because that's why I was thinking, man, like how short of a flight in the playoffs are they going to fly, man? Because like you say, first of all, we know the dedication. We know the effort. And that Jalen Hurts, he gives us all. He basically out there on one and a half legs. Let's just call it what it is. The man flies solo across the country to play a game today. Man, man, I don't even have a chance to even win. And he going out there, he giving his very best and his very all. And the defense, y'all can't hold the score? Y'all can't hold it? And it, it don't make sense. It's not like y'all guys don't have the talent on that side. of the, it, You know, a lot of teams are one-sided as far as we went all in on offense. We went all in on defense. They, this is, like I said, this is the most complete team probably in the NFL. Y'all don't have really any holes in y'all team. What is the problem? Right. What's it's going on? It's an effort thing. Right. It's an effort thing. It's, a, to- it's a, you guys are comfortable. You guys got way too comfortable thinking Jalen Hurts can win any game. Thinking this, not just, thinking this offense can go out there and just win any game. No. And a lot of teams in the NFL can score 30 plus. Let's, let's just go out there. The way the game's going now, mm-hmm. a lot of teams can go out there and score 30 plus because you can't really play defense. You can't really, you can't punch nobody in the chest no more. You can't do a lot of things that freeze up the offensive, you know, it frees up offensive play caller, it frees up the bigger plays. I've never seen this many big plays in my life. Right. It's, it's a whole, the game is changing. You guys on defense have to meet them halfway. If we score 30, they can't have 30. Right. I don't even care if we 31 to 30. They can't have 30. It's too close. It's too – and especially a game – a team that you're better than. It shouldn't be that close. Y'all give it, y'all leaving the door open. The same thing as I say about the Buffalo Bills. The same thing I say about, like, um all the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Lions. Teams who leave the door open – 
for no reason mm-hmm. when it doesn't have to be. You guys have to figure it out. You guys have to figure it out. You guys have to play up to the level of what we know you guys can do. Um, luckily, you do have the Giants this week. It's a perfect opportunity for you to get back on track. Will you? Who knows? Tommy DeVito might be out there. <laughs> right. A spicy a meatball. Exactly. So <laughs> we don't know. I'm not just going to give it to you guys because you guys are playing the Giants. You just played the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. How much do you think, <clears throat> because everybody is expecting the Eagles to win this game. They they just are. And like you just said, DeVito could be playing like out of his mind again. He has done that before. How much does it really mean if they do come away with a win? Because, like you say, the competition, you're playing against a 5-11 and 11 Giants team. I don't even know how much weight it even carries, man, because— It would have, it would have to be dominant. It would have to be a dominant win. Like Almost like a shutout, yeah, man. I'm, I'm talking about from, from whistle to whistle. Because I'm, I'm thinking of looking at the defense more than I am the offense. I'm not worried about the offense. Right. We know what they can do. You, you, we know the formula for the offense. I don't think y'all have figured out a formula for this defense yet. We know the formula for the offense. Getting in the second and manager, third and manager, tushy pushy. Mm-hmm. Play action, tushy pushy. Mm-hmm. Play tushy pushy sweep. <laughs> <laughs> However you want to call it. Right. We know the game plan for this team. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball. But the defense. What's going to be y'all's game plan? I think it's that sport by talent. You mm-hmm. guys have too many, you know, like I said, having no holes on your defense, mm-hmm. it's a great thing, but it also can lead to lethargics. It can lead to people people waiting for other people to make the plays. Right. Ball watching. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they know the type of talent we have on the defensive line. Yeah. Linebackers can get, you know, can get kind of stuck in the mud now thinking, oh, I got Jalen da- Jordan Davis up there, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox. I ain't Done just completely let their guard down. You know, corners, oh, we're going to get this sack. I, I, let me guard for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Three seconds. Yep. They're going to stop playing a little bit. You know, it's things like that that I think snowballs into a bigger problem. Right. So, what's the score you think it should be? Um, score should be 30, 31 to, to 6. Like, I mean, y'all should go out there and just put y'all foots down. So... We do know that the Eagles are in the playoffs. We know that. Okay. Is it a one-and-done type situation for them? Even if they get in there and everything, is it a one-and-done once the Eagles get in and start? I think they can win this first-round matchups okay. with, with a lot of different teams. Um, now, that second-round second conference championship game, it gets a little tough. I don't see them making it past either one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, really, honestly, I don't see them paying it past the second round the way this defense is playing. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Now, you do have a Seahawks playing the Cardinals. We know who the Cardinals are. But the Seahawks, they still got a chance to take and do anything as far as that if they win this thing? Right behind you guys. Okay. So, So they don't need a loss from you guys. mm -hmm. And then they'll need to win their game. Yeah. Well, like I say, that right there is a situation where I do feel like, like you said, the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray, he's out there uh, playing with a purpose. He, he really, really is because the Cardinals are number four in the 2024 draft right now, and uh, don't think that's not in the back of his head. Just give me a score on this one real quick. Seahawks-Cardinals. I got Seahawks walking out of this one. Um, give me 24-17. Cool. Now, look, you got your 49ers, baby, all right? Now, it's, it's, so, much, it's so much upside to the 49ers, and we know that, Okay. But we do have the Rams, like what we was just talking about. You got Matthew Stafford out there. They can put points up, all right? So you do have a, a nice defense on the 49er side of the ball, and then also the Rams, their offense can click. So you need to tell me how you see this game panning out between uh, the 49ers and the Rams. I think the 49ers come out and try to make a statement. They try to make a statement against an uh, offense who, like we said, has shown that they can put up points. Um... It's a division game. We know how that that adds a little extra oomph to it. Even though the 49ers already locked up there, but it adds a little, and then this team is in the playoffs. So we might see you guys again. Yeah, we're changing the oil. We're kicking the tires and everything, making getting a fluid check and everything, making a full alignment on the car, all right, washing it up and everything, and then put a little wax on the hood. I think it, I think it's just a situation of they, they they come out try to finish strong. I still think that that Ravens loss it, it, it kind of has a still a bad taste in their mouth. They didn't play a good team last week. They got one this week. And that's that's the reason why I think they come out and they try to make a statement. 
Um, I do think they win this one 27. I'll go 27-14. Cool. Now, when you think about this, right, <clears throat> the Kansas City Chiefs won the game that they were supposed to win, okay? Uh, they took an, they took care of business uh, last week as far as that was concerned. Okay, cool. We got that part of it. Uh, now, this time, you're taking, you got the Chiefs is going to play the Chargers. The Chargers, they only put up nine points. Um, and we cannot forget one thing. The Kansas City Chiefs, until something else is said and done, they're mathematically eliminated, or they go in there and they lose a game or whatever, are still the Super Bowl defending champions. We cannot forget that, okay? Don't count them out. But how do you see this game uh, really going? Because it looked to me like it's going to be a situation where even if, even if they do get in, they're going to have to go on the road mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, they're on the road. Okay. Are... Um, if they win this, it, it depends on that bill situation. Right. Um, they can win this and they can stay on. They can stay at home for that first round, mm-hmm. and I think they'll go, you know, on the road after that. Um, I think they take advantage of having a lesser matchup, going and trying to go into the playoffs with a head full of steam. Um, and like the thing, they're not gonna have to worry about this Chargers team putting up a lot of points. Are they shit? Now we have like the Eagles. We have seen teams just not show up to play. They should put up a lot of points, which should let Patrick Mahomes and his offense relax a little bit. And like I said last week, put your players in position to do what they do best. Put them in position to excel at their skill set instead of trying to replace a Tyreek Hill. You're not going to get that explosive effect. You have to do it more methodically now. I think that's that's really what I want to see from this offense. More methodical ball movement down the field. I do think they walk out of here uh, 28. I'll give the Chargers a little bit more. I'll give them 13 this week. Now, uh, with, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs, man, I really want to know, what's your viewpoint on it? Like, how much noise can they make, man? Uh, because, like you say, they have had their ups and their downs. Uh, they have lost their identity. Uh, they taken uh, The defense has figured it out, but the offense hasn't. But you still have Patrick Mahomes back there, and you do have Okay, you do have some wide receivers that's done dropped a lot of balls, then a demoted, promoted, and mixed it around, and you still got Andy Reid, who's just one of the greatest coaches in the league. What do you think, uh, how far you think they can actually go, man? I really just think they need a couple games where receivers catch the ball. Right. Consistent. And they can still be that team to get to the AFC Championship game. I don't, I still got the Ravens coming out of this AFC. I just love what they can do to a team. Um, now, like I said, it's just going to take a couple of games where these guys catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes has put them, even the games they lost, he's put them in position to walk out of there with a win. Drops. Drops. And that's, it's so sad that that's what this season has boiled down to for them. Drop balls. They they arguably could have been the number one seed if they caught a couple of these passes at the end of these games. Right. It, it could have been a whole different season for this team. Mm-hmm. Um. So in the playoffs... And that's the thing. I don't think this wide receiver room is terrible. We've seen Marquez Valdez. We've seen him make plays. I love Rashi Rice out there. You got McCall Harmon back from that Super Bowl. You know, he he went out to the Jets. Now he's back. You still do have Travis Kelsey. I love Isaiah Pacheco in that back. Nobody runs harder than him in the NFL. You guys aren't just – it ain't a desert land out there. It's not – it ain't – you guys have things to work with. Right. They just have to play better. Mm-hmm. Especially that wide receiver room. They got to play better. I feel you. Okay, I'm definitely, we both going to keep our eyes on it. And then you know what we do after that? We report it, right? Okay, now let's wrap it up right here before we go into our next segment. All right, you got the Bills and the Dolphins. You know the, you know the gravity of this game. You know everything that's at stake. Man, you go ahead and chop it up. And How you think this thing is going to pan out, man? Because we already know. <laughs> Last week, the Miami Dolphins got Marley Wapped. Okay, now you got the Bills hungry against them Dolphin Kicks. Uh, the, the Bills, it's, it's a crazy scenario. The Bills can either win this AFC East or they could be out of the playoffs completely. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a. Who you at? It's a crazy, <laughs> it's a crazy scenario, man. Um. <sighs> Now, this might be the best game this week. It's mm-hmm. a great game. Um, I think the Dolphins get back on the right track, though, this week. I do think they get back on the right track. I think they take advantage of that that loose gun mentality, uh, you know, that top gun, wild cannon attitude from Josh, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I do think they take advantage of that just enough to walk out of here with a win. Um, 
I really think we're going to see a big game from this Miami defense. I don't know why. I don't know what's giving me this feeling. I just think they show up and show out. How disappointing would it be for the Buffalo Bills to miss the playoffs, man? Because they kind of been stumping their own, their own toe this whole entire season. Now you get down to where it's a must-win situation pretty much, man. How disappointing do you think this would be for Buffalo if they don't get in? Oh, that's that's. I'm trying to think of the way I could put this. So, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about the Bills, and I talk to a Bills fan constantly. Me and her talk a lot. She she swears I just hate the Bills. It's not that. You guys are disappointing as a team, period. Because you guys should always be in that conversation with these top teams in the league. With the Ravens, with the Chiefs, with the Eagles. with the, That's the caliber of team you guys are supposed to be. But for some reason, every season, you guys are in the middle of the pack. Mm. Not really a threat to, to win it all. But not a threat to get, a, you know, top 10 picking in of it. You guys are just here. You guys mess up a lot of other people's seasons, but never put it all together for yourselves. And that's the most infuriating thing to me about the Bills. You guys are way better than the product you guys put on the field week in, week out. One week, you guys do look like that. Top of the, you know, elite of the elites. Next week... You got to look like y'all forgot how to play football. It's, it, and it goes... And Very I, inconsistent. I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It's something that I do not understand. Mm-hmm. You guys go get you a runner back this year, James Cook. You guys go get Dalton Kincaid, who y'all don't... He doesn't have a, a solidified role in this offense. Who He's a talented tight end. You guys can move him around a lot more, but y'all start so stuck in this Stephon Diggs... Uh, y'all act like it's only Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis on this team. It's not. It's not. And once you guys take advantage of the tools you actually have, you guys will be in a lot better position. Right, yeah. I got you. So, you got a score on that one? Um, I got the Dolphins walking out of this one. 31, Bills, 27. Cool. All right, listen up, listen up. Listen, when we come back, the final two teams to play in the college football championship game has been set. Okay, people? When we come back, we're going to chop it up and see what we can expect, how they got there, and what to look for. Don't go nowhere. Let's chop this up, baby. 